This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. Today is Wednesday, March 29th, and we are officially under a month away from the NFL draft. We are 29 days away from the selections of the first round in Kansas City, Missouri. We are the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of the Dallas Cowboys, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time as we're back here with Brian Broaddus, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. No Bobby Belt today, but he will be back tomorrow. How's everybody doing? Oh Jesus! Well, cause you 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 so petty, cause you could have just said a month, but you had to say twenty nine days. Under like, a month, it is flying on. by. It, it's starting to get to crunch time here. No, it is flying like, by. I'm watching players during the G Bag Nation now. Nice. Yeah. I'm just trying to fit in as many as I can. You here. weren't doing that before? Uh, no, I would like go home and now now that we're a month we're a month in, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! It I don't did sneak up on you. I don't want to get lie. to day three. No I, I got to try and cram as many as I can. The, yeah, no. the other day, Brian, I was even sitting there and I was writing the draft magazine, as I know you have done pr- plenty of times before. And I was sitting there, I was like, man, I'm talking about the NFL Combine, and it feels like it was yesterday. It wasn't yesterday. That was three or four weeks ago it, already. It like, like, it's yeah, coming right. and going. You're I right. usually study 190 guys. Oh, no. I'm at 190 guys right now, <laughs> and I got beast. a month, month to go. That's I just guy. I got into a mode where they were just you know they were they were, they were able you get the film and you just kind of go through them and you get in a little bit of a rhythm and and that so um, I understand being anxious I think where I'm at now is I don't want to put 190 guys on a board mm. I just don't it, it's very frustrating to me because I grew up in a system where we had 140 players and I, when I came to the Cowboys. Uh, in 99, and they asked me about this, like, how many – Larry Lacewell, my boss of the Cowboys at the time, God rest his soul, one of the best bosses I ever had here at mm. the Cowboys. And Larry goes, how many players did you guys have on the board when you drafted to Green Bay? I said 140, 145. He said, how did you do that? Didn't you feel like you were going to run out of names? And I'm like, no, we always had – and it was always we had maybe five or six guys left. You know, that's it. And, and the Cowboys then, we were – Larry was trying to kind of pare their board down. They had, I mean, they had stacks and stacks and stacks of players in the round. And to me, I think you lose your focus when you have that many names on your board. Mm. It's nice to know all the names, mm-hmm. but if you're putting together something you visually, because there's going to be a point in time, and we've done this for 11 years now, and I think done it better than anybody that covers this thing, that you, the questions you're going to ask Aisha, and Bobby and and Zach and myself is who's the best player you have left on your board? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you have a hundred and ninety something names, sometimes you don't get the best player on the board. You've kind of like, okay, well, I think he's a fourth round. I think, you know, I mean, I'm talking literally like the sixth, seventh round guys. Not that you know, that we've seen sixth, seventh round guys have great careers in the National Football League. Tom Brady, one of the greatest ever to have a sixth round draft. Terrell Davis, sixth round, you know, mm-hmm. one of the great careers you'll ever have. But I'm to the point now where I'm trying to think, okay, who are my best 150 players? Who am I who are my guys that if you know if it came down to is and, and we're a one stop shop. We always talk about that. Yep. So there's gonna be a lot of fans from other teams listening, and I wanna be able to tell that fan, 
this is the best player I have on my board right now. You know, and that way the people can kind of, when they follow along with us, they can say, oh, okay, they talked about this guy. And not just have 20 guys at a position. Parcells used to say, you get them stacked in there like club sandwiches. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm like, coach, you're right. You know, but I think that's where I'm at right now with my board. So are you are you going to hit 200? Are you going to watch oh, yeah, I'm absolutely upwards gonna, of 200? I'm absolutely going to do it. I'm just going to keep watching until they say I can't watch film anymore and they're going to make me draft. There you go. Love and, it. But I, but I, I just know – I just know it's going to help me personally when we get to day three yeah. and we're starting to see. And that's one of the beauties about, you know, and the thing we'll probably with the great Dane Brugler is Dane, you would have 400, 500 guys under, you know, and you need to go back around and you're like, well, what? tell us something about him, Dane. And, <laughs> you know, and Dane would just fire off a report about him. He knows. Him. Yeah. And, you know, and that's the great thing about what the draft show is that we can talk about these guys for three days. You know, everybody will have an opinion about these guys for three days. But I'm to the point now, and I, I get what you guys are talking about. Of trying to, I'm trying to run down some names too of like non-combine guys and things yeah, like that. That's I mean, exactly what my con is. my my conversations with with Dane Burglar, like Dane. I need five names that nobody knows about or nobody nobody's you know off those workout sheets. Who's working out at a school? Who's running a really fast 40 at a school that wasn't on our top 100, wasn't on our top 150, that wasn't in our top 200? Yeah. Give me those guys because what's happened is – boy, I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. No, no. no but, I love but it. The, it's like a pep talk. But, the, but the, thing about, the thing about it is when you get to those sixth and seventh rounds, we're going to be hunting traits. Yep. We're right. going to be hunting – he's – Zach's going to tell you he's really he's a tall, long guy. His measurables are this. Aisha's going to tell me at Kansas Pro Day he ran a four three six, and and you're going to and you're going to say okay, I see why because that's what teams do in the sixth seventh round, and that's what I'm trying to do myself watching these guys sixth seventh round now is the traits. Smart. Who are, who are the traits players? You know because those are the guys that are going to be coming off that board. In that on that day three when we get uh, we get down to it, and then the conversation would also become right. You don't want to get in a bidding war with undrafted rookie free agents. You got that. I've, right, I've always understood, like wanted to kind of know the behind the scenes of that process. Like, sure. how do you weigh the risk of all right? We like this guy. We think that he has the traits, yeah. but we also think maybe he'd be more of a hot commodity than somebody else when it comes to now. I got to compete with the Patriots, don't, or I got to compete with the Eagles, or whoever just to sign this guy. Yeah, that's the, you know, it's a great point because what happened to Chris Hall, who you know works has worked in the college scouting department here since 1990. Uh, has done a tremendous job, and the, one of the best examples ever was when I was with him, and, and he would not let the tag of Tony Romo move out of the fifth round. The scouts were trying to pre-draft, adjust, and move guys. So that you, we could kind of the first thing they're going to do in free agency is go after those guys that are still on their board that mm -hmm. are draft eligible, whether it's sixth, seventh round. They're, they're going to go. Drafted guys, priority free agents, and then just straight free agents. And that's why the Cowboys have had a great history of signing guys like a Tony Romo because a guy like Chris Hall will not let that tag move. Mm -hmm. You know, all of a sudden you start moving tags down, it's like you lose focus of, like, who the best players really are. And so, you know, I, I mean, you know, you see Tony Romo in the fifth round and we get into free agency, Sean Payton's been on the phone. Yeah. Bill Parcells is on the phone. Jerry Jones is on the phone. 
Those are the guys that you make the priority. If you can't get to them in the draft, and to your point, Zach, when you get in the sixth, seventh round and you have these compensatories, these aren't just wasted picks. Nope. These are guys that you don't want to fight for in free agency. You don't want to fight the Denver Broncos for a quarterback. You just, hey, let's draft him, let's move on, sure. and we'll be better for it. And a lot of those guys they'll have on the drafted list, they'll bring in also for these Dallas days and these 30 That's visits. That's coming up, yeah. I mean, Marquise Bell last year, he was yeah. an undrafted free yeah. agent. He was a 30-visit guy. We got to sit down with him and have a conversation. They had him tour in the star, so that way whenever that phone rings, and it is a Jerry Jones or a Mike McCarthy or whoever it may be, there's a quicker opportunity to maybe try and get something done there and get him in the building. Yeah, the, the thing about, too, the Dallas Day stuff is, is that it gives them the opportunity for like the local kids to come in and work out and you know and get the, uh, some face time with uh, you know with the scouting staff get to see the facility but more importantly if they work out well the coaches are like man we need to get a physical on mm-hmm. this guy because maybe he didn't get to go to the combine you know maybe it's one of those things like because the last thing you want to do you're not going to put a tag on the board unless you have an idea medically what that player is and that's what Dallas Day gives them an opportunity. If there's those two or three players that they really like, they can get a physical on them right after the Dallas Day, and then that way they have the medical information to be able to put that tag up on the board. Dallas Day is Thursday, the 31st. And when we get Bobby Bell back tomorrow, well, let's run through some of the names tomorrow yeah. about okay. maybe who could maybe hit, yeah. uh, who, who maybe the, the Cowboys could be interested it's in. It's a great advantage that the Cowboys have. Yeah. That players, and I don't know if it's changed, it used to be the 50-mile radius. So you really can't get, but if the player is now from, say the player with the school at USC, yep. and he's from Dallas, he can work out because he's from Dallas. Marvin Mims. Yeah, exactly. Oklahoma. So, Oklahoma, yeah. Back so down there, here. There used to be a time like the teams like you know, Miami would have a huge advantage. Dallas would have a huge advantage. Los Angeles would have a huge advantage because of the radius that they could bring players in off that. Green Bay, we didn't have very much of an advantage when I was a <laughs> <laughs> was, was, Not, oh, I'm sorry. No. My, was Malik Davis a 30-day visit guy? Uh, I don't remember. Let me go back and Good find question. it. question. I don't he, think he was. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was From Florida, right? I, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, 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 they yeah. were definitely interested. No, in no, him. I remember because. I thought Pierce was. No, it wasn't. You're right. Yeah, it was Davis. It yeah. was Davis because Bobby, Bobby Belt came on. Uh, Bobby Belt came on on 105.3, the fan. We were talking about this, and and he goes, you need to do some – just like what we're talking about, that last – give me the – player 190, Mm -hmm. Malik Davis. Yep. That's player 190 on your board right there. And it's it's because Bobby Belt told me, it's like, Brian – you got to do some work on this Malik Davis. I'm like, well, they've got two other running backs you got to look at at Florida. No, 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 no. Do some work on Malik on Davis. Malik, yeah. Then all of a sudden the board the board got out and people were like, and then you saw the name Malik Davis. And you went, oh, okay. This makes sense. This <laughs> makes sense now. Bobby was on that. Yep. And that's, you know, that's how you can kind of kind of get a little of a gauge. Yeah, and you talked about undrafted free agents and just um, you know, the Cowboys wanted to kind of hop on them early. I mean, when you look at even a guy like Peyton Hendershot, who mm-hmm. talked about KC right. being on the phone and some other teams being on the phone, Cowboys showed interest in, in him early. And he was saying that it's funny when you listen to him with Haley's interviews that he talked about um, uh, Jake Ferguson and him just kind of having that competition between each other. And I, I just – I. 
I just to your point was one of the first things I thought about. I was like, oh yeah, they were really on his radar. Well, he was on their radar, and right. they took care of that early, like yeah. right away. Sure did. You, you wouldn't have. He may be in Kansas City. Probably right. would be, right? Yeah. Gosh, Barnacles. That's crazy. Oh, that probably be, would be. <laughs> thinking about it straight Playing behind Travis Kelsey. <laughs> so uh, Brian was mentioning how the, the list is now shifting from combine guys to non-combine guys, and you yeah. agreed with him, and, yes. and that's kind of where you're headed. Do you, does, has there been a name that has stood out to you outside of that list so mm. far? Has there been anybody that, that has come to mind for you? That's maybe those traits, those opportunities to maybe get an opportunity. Well, actually, this gentleman was just brought to my attention as of late. Uh, NC State guard uh, Steve Avala. Is that how you pronounce his last name? It's NC not, State? It, it, NC, yeah. It's not the, it's not the Steve TC. Avila is the TCU guard. Mm-mm, no, no. So there's no. another. We got, a, we got a, a similar Steve. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, I want to make sure I say There's his. a Chandler Zavala. A okay, Chandler, maybe that's a Chandler Savala. Yeah. My bad. Chandler Savala. I, I have not watched it Chandler was, it yet. Was, it was late. Listen, it was late. I was watching <laughs> him late. Um, but I was watching him, and it's so much because there's so much conversation about Cowboys possibly taking guard and mm-hmm. how they yeah. could go, or whatever the case may be. And when you look at Steve Avila, who a lot of the people, a lot of people have been talking about, I. I you wouldn't be. I wouldn't ooh. be mad if this gentleman was like a. Third round. Okay. Third was there round was there a particular trait you liked in the player with him? Um. You... So I said <clears throat> he has the ability like Tyler Smith to completely turn a guy. Okay. Um. I think you can make your left side better in pass protection. I think he does. He wins with reach. Okay. He does have power. Um. I also said that he has some bite to his game. There like you go. He has a, there's a there's a um. I don't know. There's a ferocity to his game that I appreciate. And when you just start looking at, I mean, I just started looking at some of the traits and some of the things about him. He suffered a back injury uh, last year, well, in 2021, that I think had people kind of weirded out about him. Yeah. But he killed his pro day, Brian. Let me yeah. tell you, he killed his pro day the other day. Let me talk about uh, Let me see. I put it down. Yes. Uh, so it sounds like he had uh, 30 bench reps. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Strong. He had 32 and a half vertical. There you go. Um, uh, five, 5.0, 140-yard dash. His uh, cone drill was 7.56, the three-cone drill. Right. And uh, 4.53 short shuttle. So he has a little bit of explosiveness. Decent numbers. To, exactly. Yeah. He has yeah. some explosiveness to him. Um, he's really raw in a sense. Like, mm-hmm. he hasn't been playing ball. He's only been playing ball for six years, Yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So, but he has... Yeah, he the has, traits, the measurables. Traits, he yeah, has yeah. the traits, but he yeah. has a little bit more than that. It's, yeah, a, it's okay. a little bit more than that to where yeah. if you plugged him and he got the right coaching, yeah. this guy could be a dude. Mm. He, this guy could be a dude. Now, one thing I will say about him is that um, he he could finish better. Mm-hmm. He could finish better. He could finish his blocks better. But there's some savvy to his game, and I just like the power he plays with. I think he could be, next to a Tyler Smith, could be a very good guard if you mm. decided to, with coaching, if you decided to go that route. And he was brought to my attention. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about him, uh, Chandler Zavala. Right I like there. it. I like NC it. State. Yeah. NC State. The, the one note I have on him, so if, he, if they want to bring him in, this, this sounds great. His father, Demetrio Zavala, was a two-time champion of the cooking show Chopped. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. So bring him in the building. Get there him in. Go. Let's go. Let's yes. get that happen. part in here. And to that point, <laughs> to that point, um, one thing about him, this this guy, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he is. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, the thing about him though also is that he really has focused on his diet. Yeah. Okay. He said that his father 
is one of the reasons that it's helped him it stay stay in shape, stay you know stay fit, stay lean. But you know to play this position at a high level, this is an intelligent guy. He's a graduate student. He, he he's just I think also the character is there. That, so that, these are all things you're looking for, Brian, when you're yeah. looking at these bottom yeah. these the these way day three guys. Yeah, she, the way the way that she described the player to me would would make me want to go. Now I have to go look at this player. Yeah. NC now State. I, yeah. Now I have to go figure out like okay. Where does he fit in? You know, is this guy is this guy a, a you know a top one hundred and fifty player? Mm-hmm. Is this guy a, you know that now you have to figure out where he is on your board as compared to others? And and let's be honest, I feel like that this guard group is kind of a top heavy group. You know, if you go down in the middle of it, you're, there's a lot of projections. Yeah, this guy is a tackle. We're going to have to move him to guard. This right. guy's a short arm guy. The best guard in the draft is supposedly the guy from Northwestern. You know, Skaronsky. Skaronsky, but he's, <laughs> he's a tackle. Play tackle. But he's a tackle, <laughs> right? You know, and that's and that's the thing about it is you, you're you're at that point now where okay, if the guy's got the length, if he's got the traits, if he's got the lateral slide to him, is he better than some of these guards that we've seen like in the fourth, fifth round? Yeah, and yeah. actually, uh, I think Dane tweeted that he was surprised that he didn't get a. A lot of people were surprised. He didn't, he didn't get an invite. Get an invite. Combine right. Right. Wow. He didn't get an invite. So for the fact that he killed his pro day. Yeah. Definitely has. Good for him. He's, on, he's probably going to move up some boards, but I, I just would not name. be mad when you talk about Steve Avia and how people are just like, oh yeah, he would mm. really fit and stuff. I'm like, this dude got a lot of that, but also to it, I think he just has a little bit more bite to him. And he that, wouldn't cost as much to get either. Absolutely. Think about that. You could get him in day three as opposed to spending a, t- a high end first round pick to young nice. guy. Not a whole bunch of. I don't know, just bad stuff. Like, because he hasn't had a lot of time to tread acquire. on the tires. Exactly. Yeah, sure. You could get him in here and, and get him, you know, get him some coaching and maybe get with Duke like all these other guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You might have a real guard prospect on your hands. So I really like him. I watched him for a while last night because um, I want to make sure we talking about guard possibly. So. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, I think guard right now, if you look at where the Cowboys would go, that's probably the biggest need, the biggest uncertainty. You know, who's going to play left guard? We got the, the Terrence Steele rumors that are mm-hmm. out there right now you have Farniak who's still in the building but yeah if they don't address that at 26 where do you go at guard there's a couple of guys maybe that you could look at but but you're right it's not you're not in love with a lot of these guys the one thing that we've learned about this organization if you let them pick an offensive lineman late in the first round they'll hit they'll hit on him yep. and they know that yeah they, and they, and they, they do know, know that they, they know do that. know that some of the guys that i've seen and, and i always look for the versatility mm-hmm. right because they seem to like that now who knows you have a new offensive line coach mike solari brian we've talked a lot about that on the g-bag nation but like Jarrett patterson notre dame okay. if you wanted to wait that might be a guy that is a center right center and yeah, guard yeah. played played both there so he's got that versatility I, I thought he looked pretty good as a wide base plays with good leverage and technique rarely loses position and i think notre dame pumps out yeah. good offensive linemen Typically, that's a school that I would go back to. And then I I liked what I saw from Anthony Bradford, your LSU Tiger there. I I thought he was impressive in that SEC championship game against Jalen Carter. And not many people were. I put him as a potential Cowboys fit in the draft. Yeah, I could see that. I I really liked Bradford, too. There's another guy that I liked who's a center that's probably a day three, early day three guy. Michigan center, Ola Sagan Olawatomi. Yes. You seen him so far? I'm a big fan of him. I liked him. I think he's the second best center in the draft. Wow. I have him as four behind Patterson Weipler from Ohio State, who I also want to talk about at some point, and then John Michael Schmitz. Yeah, Patterson Patterson to me, I think, will be a guard, but I I see what you're saying there because he plays Played some center there at Notre Dame as well, but yeah. 
Oluwatimi from Michigan. Holy cow. This dude just seems like he is going to wear you out over the course of a football game. <laughs> I mean, at the end of it, you're going to be like, gosh, I don't ever want to see that guy again. He's highly decorated, though, like your Outland Trophy winner, Lombardi Rivington Trophy. Winner. Rivington winner. Yeah. Winner, yeah all that Transferred stuff, like. from Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we talking about centers? Well, yeah, if you want to. Okay, because uh, I had to, again, guard talk. I circled back to Cody Malk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love just, Cody Mount. I just circled back to him, even as guard. Because there you go. I circled back to him because I went and watched his senior day. It mm-hmm. was the, the senior bowl stuff. Man. Yeah, and they put him at center mm-hmm. and put him at guard. And I'm telling you, man, it just seemed like when he got his hands inside, inside the jersey, mm-hmm. he dropped that at. I mean, he could be a pro we're, not, we're not on the FCC regulated side of things, so you could say it if you wanted to. <laughs> but. Just, but I'm just saying he dropped that anchor. <laughs> and when you talk about the, the Cowboys in particular or, yeah. or any organization right now, yeah. people are looking for a guy that maybe if something happens, I can move you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy's played tackle. Maybe yeah. not at the at, – Again, he went to North Dakota State. So a lot of people, I think, are worried about if the tackle position was if he saw the best competition. Yeah. But if you want to neutralize that, maybe move him to guard. Kick him inside. And let him get busy. But I'm telling you, just the way that he just stops people in their tracks, I just. He's mean. I just, yeah. He's looking to it, apply punishment. That's why I said I said he has a little more violence in his game than Avila. He, and this is an easy comp because they're both FCS guys, but he reminds me of the the motor and the mentality of a Trevor Pinning from last year, Northern yeah, Iowa. I see yeah. But not the there. size. The right. size yeah. is not there. No, no, no question I about it. Kind of like him more than Penning. Do you? Yeah. Now it's di- it's different because <laughs> Penning was a tackle, but sure. I, I I like Cody Malk a little bit more I than I like a, Penning. I, I feel like he's not as risky. If if I were looking at Malk, the 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 competition doesn't necessarily bother me too too much. It's it's more so the size. And I kept him at tackle okay. just because that's where he played. I completely understand moving him to guard. I actually think he would fit better at guard, but I kept him at tackle just because that's kind of what I think teams would do initially, but then move him. I, he was weighed at 302 at the combine. That's my biggest concern. Is right. are you going to put somebody at 302 on the outside and let him ride? No, you're probably going to give him some help and you're going to push him to guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I don't think he'd play tackle, Brian. I think we actually talked about it earlier in the process. Maybe playing you think center, center. might yeah. play center. Yeah, yeah. that'd and be interesting. Just to think. Granted, like we talked about, he may not be. He may not be the best tackle, but the idea that he can play it. That he can play it. Yeah, all and of then them. You the can flexibility. Ma- and then you can make yep. exactly. And so he's someone I circle back to because I was like, if we're talking about guard, I want to see who's the who could be the best at that. And I think he could be. I think he could be. If he, maybe if he was playing guard from the first place, we'd be having a whole different Ooh. conversation. No, I love. You him. might be right. You uh, might be right. I think he's fantastic. If you could get him at fifty-eight, that would be a dream. I don't think he'd last there. I don't think. I so think either. you'd have to maybe take him at twenty-six if you really wanted well, him. But people might not be smart. It might be like, you Let's know what, he, he didn't look that great at <laughs> Let's hope the people aren't smart. All the time. Bring in all these linebackers that we don't really care about yeah. and put them up in front of them <laughs> at 58. Let's make it happen. All right. When we come back, what about trade up or trade down scenarios? In that specific realm, where are we going to go? Are you going to trade up to maybe go get a high-end prospect? Are you going to trade down to grab some more picks? Which one do we lean toward? We're going to answer that question and plenty more on Twitter on the 20 when we come back right after this. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax. 
proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com slash hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies with three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple. You can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with zero grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Watch this guy. Back here on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Miller time. It's also tax season, and tax season can be more stressful than when the Cowboys are on the clock. Overcome your taxiety today with Liberty Tax, a proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment today at LibertyTax.com. Another thing I got to do very soon is... Do my taxes. Mine's on Friday. Doing draft magazines and watching film and calling games. And now it's, now it's tax season. Get on the taxes. Fav- favorite part out of all of it. All right. It's time for a little bit of your favorite Twitter segment. on the 20. Twitter on the 20. There you go. All right. Our first question comes from Koufax. He says, can you tell me why tight end is talked about as an early need? Didn't Ferguson and Hendershot show enough last season to try and prove that they are good enough for this organization to survive with. Zach, we'll start with you. Yes, they did. But I think for the Cowboys, a lot of this offseason we've talked about, they want to add a a playmaker on the offensive side of the football. And as we've talked about on the draft show, wide receiver is not as deep as we're accustomed to seeing in the last few drafts. And it's very likely that in the first round, if you want to add an offensive weapon, the best player is going to be a tight end. And that's why... We're talking about tight ends. How can you help the offense? How can you add another pass catcher? And Dak Prescott 
loves to throw to the tight end, and I think all of these guys at the top of the draft are better players than what you currently have. And it's not a slight on Ferguson. I think both of them have tremendous upside. Mm-hmm. I like Jake Ferguson a lot come out of Wisconsin, but I think we would all look at a Dalton Kincaid, a Michael Mayer, a Musgrove out of uh, Oregon State, mm-hmm. and think they are better players than what you have currently right now. And there's no better mismatch on the field if you have a good tight end to take advantage of. And all of those guys, in my opinion, have traits to where linebackers aren't going to be able to cover them. You're going to have to put a safety up there. There's so many things. You go 12, 13 personnel. I think we all had a lot of fun with the Cowboys using those bigger formations last Mm -hmm. year. At the end of the year, we were thinking, where'd they go? Why aren't you using the tight ends more? This is all things. Just because you take one doesn't mean Fergushot's not going to be out there, Ferguson and Hendershot, but you now add another weapon. And if you can't get that at receiver, why not take that at tight end? I think if you ask some people in the organization, they would think that Hendershot might be better than Ferguson. And, and they feel like that, that to me, that, that, that we're putting both these guys together, and there's really one guy that's clearly better than the other Ooh, to them. Okay. So then to go out and add another guy, they, you know, everybody, we, we, like I say, we put these two guys together, and we've seen production with both. But you talk to people in the organization, they will tell you that, that, that potentially that Hendershot is better than Ferguson. Yeah. Wow. And, and to add another one to try and be better than Ferguson, now that gives you two legitimate not, – nothing against Ferguson. We've seen, we've seen productive games and productive catches. But I just keep hearing the name Hendershot, 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 Hendershot. A lot more than I'm hearing Ferguson. So going out and getting a tight end, that, that's something to them that they're like, hey, we, we can go add another guy that could be way better, way better than the guy that we, we drafted last year. Now the pushback, right, and, and Aisha, I wonder if you agree on this, is you can still find a pretty darn good tight end outside of the first round if you wanted to wait. Because there are some guys that I like. Class. You know, it's very deep. I yep. think tight end might be arguably the deepest position outside of running back corner. Uh, and corner mm-hmm. in this draft. But, I mean, you can look at Josh Wiley out of Cincinnati, yep. who's a really good player. Um, you know, Sam Laporta from Iowa is a guy that people just seem to love because of his characteristics off the field. Luke Schoonmaker, I think, out of Michigan, is a guy that the Cowboys would probably like. He kind of fits what they want to do. I liked what I saw from Brenton Strange out of Penn State. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought that was a kid that should probably have gotten more playing time and they should have used him more within that offense yeah and then also too i mean you you mentioned his name last week i went and looked at zach coons yeah from yeah. old dominion and uh i think he sneakily might be one of the more athletic guys yep. he is in yep. as well so if you if you want to you know um but to your point no i agree i feel like with the tight end position also you ask kind of like is that is would we be okay with it and it looks like across the league like you want to just keep adding to that room. Like, yeah. you want to keep adding to that room and, and continue that turn. Because, like you said, like, and also, too, the Cowboys have c- coaches here. Yeah. yeah. L- Linda Wells is a fantastic coach. Linda, like, Linda Wells might Linda be. Wells there's, there's, a, there's a side of me that believes that Linda Wells might be the best offensive line coach in the building. Ooh. And he's coaching tight ends. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, and I, and I, and I, I'll, I'll t- I, I'm, I'm not, I mean, seriously. I'll this, back you this, up on it. No, this guy can coach. This guy can coach. And, and guys want to play for him, too. Yeah, and absolutely. And I'm surprised that they didn't they didn't push him in that direction. But this guy can coach. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you, you know, you put another, you put another quality guy with him, 
he, you know, there's there's guys like like you drafting defensive linemen here. You know, you put you know you put AD on these guys. You put Dan Quinn on these. guys. These guys are going to get better. Yes. You know, don't don't be fearful of like, hey, why are we add another tight end? No, you're adding another tight end that's damn good. Right. They can get his ass coached off by one of these guys. that will make him even better. That's 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 what's going on around here. There's some questions about some coaches I have. But there's like a guy like Wells and some of those guys. Quinn, no, uh-uh. I got no questions about those guys coaching ball. And yeah. those teams don't got no safety. Don't have a Jamron curse yeah. to deal with a tight end that can just do whatever they want to do in the middle of the field. So I'm just saying, like, I I, I, I understand the, the tight end kind of. People say it is a waste. They say it's it's, it, it, it's not a waste. No, it's, it's not, not a waste. It's not a waste in the way we play football in this day and no. age. No, I mean, are you telling me you're not trying to to go hunting out there to try and get your own Mark Andrews yep. or Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller? There's only a select few beasts at the position. If you can add one of those to your football team, it's an invaluable type of resource. And these guys have the type of potential that we're talking about in the first round, where it's rare. And I understand there's a lot of first round tight ends that have missed. But just because they've missed historically yeah. doesn't mean they're going to miss now. I mean, T.J. Hawkinson's a heck of a player. He was a first-round tight end, right? Yep. So it's not not all first-round tight ends just turn out to be busts. No, it, it's like that with any other position. I mean, for every Patrick Mahomes that was a first-round pick, there was a Mitch Trubisky that was picked before him. It's, it happens. Yeah. Busts happen. The thing with tight end is that people, like you said, they don't think there's value in tight end. I keep going back to this point. I've said it on multiple shows. But – Look at the three of the four teams that made the conference championship games. They probably have three of the four top tight ends in yeah. the entire country. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, we better so, give Dallas Goddard his... his that, that's res- what I'm saying. Dallas Goddard has respectfully become one of the better tight ends in Lee. You can just he's see... that top four or five tight end right here, right? The coaching, the versatility, what he can do in the screen game, and he can just change... He, he really changed that offense, and when yeah. he wasn't there, you could tell he wasn't there. I, I, Kittle, I, Kelsey... Yeah. All these guys. I mean, even Andrews, he didn't necessarily have a quarterback, but he was still balling out, so made it happen. All right. Rowdy wants to know about potential trade-up, stay, or trade-down scenarios. Which one would you be more likely to go for? Would you rather go up and get somebody, Brian, or you want to stay back? What's what's on your mind? I'm kind of interested. We did a – we looked at – my mock draft, Mike Tannenbaum's mock draft yesterday from ESPN on our show on 105.3, the fan. And we we were trying to figure out spots to go to if there's certain players that fell to you. I know that, that Zach really does like Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to figure out, okay, if he got to your spot – at you know 21 if he got to the not to your spot but he got to 21 if he got to 23 you know how would would, would you be comfortable you're probably going to have to overpay you're going to have to overpay and sure really, and you're you know if you the and it's funny the the, the higher up you go the more of the overpay it is but you want to go to say you want to go to 21 the charges i mentioned them that's going to cost you that's going to cost you your third round pick yep that's oh. going to i mean that's just the straight that it's a it's a it's an overpay. It's an overpay by forty points. Yeah, because your your twenty six is worth seven hundred. If we're looking at the trade charts, right? Twenty one is worth eight hundred. So you right. got to make up a hundred points and make, then overpay a little bit. How bad do you want one of these guys? And 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 you're and you're in a situation too. Even when you want to move up, say you're looking at you're looking at Minnesota. You know, it's only in Minnesota. It's a sixty point thing. 
but you're talking about potentially giving up your four and your five to having to go do that. So to me, I'm I ha- it's going to have to be for one of these glass eaters yeah. that I like to talk about. It's going to have to be if I'm going to go make this move. It's now, and the reason we talked about this is because Carter. The defensive tackle from Georgia made it on on uh, Mike's board, Tannenbaum's board. He made it to 18. Mm. Do you guys want to go get the best defensive tackle in the draft? Yes. And that's the best shot we got is he's going to get to 18. We're talking about maybe the best player in the draft. It's a 200-point jump. Yeah. So now, now you're sitting there and you're thinking – all right, you know, do we want to go do this? Do we want to go from 26 to 18 to go get the best defensive tackle in the draft? As an organization, we've got to make that, we've got to make that call, you know, because that's probably the closest he's going to get to us. Sure. Without having to massively go up the board to go get a guy. So that's that's the thing when you do these mock drafts when they used to when we used to sit in there we did all these scenarios, and people got mad at me for pointing something out. A guy did a mock draft where Will Levis ended up at the Cowboys at 26. Mm-hmm. I used to create mock drafts where all of a sudden it's like you have to be prepared if a player that you didn't expect to fall. I don't care who it is, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, whoever it is, if a quarterback falls to you, you have to be prepared to say, yes, we would take this guy, or no, we wouldn't. It's not about Dak. Yeah. It's about taking, getting a position, like a, getting a player that you didn't think you were going to have a chance to get. You know, Now, if you go up, that's going to cost you something. The thing about going back, you don't want to, I don't think they want to lose that fifth-year option on any of these players. People are like, well, gosh, just trade out of the round. I don't think they want to lose that. They're going to deal with that right now with Diggs. They picked Diggs in the second yeah, round. Sure. But at the time of the CD Lamb draft, Diggs was a guy if they got I remember coming on on 1053 and DallasCowboys.com saying if they got wiped out, Diggs would be a consideration at 17. I bet you they wish they had that fifth year option on Diggs right now because that they're about to have to deal with a contract here. I don't see them falling out of the round. But I also don't see them going up in the round. Yeah. But you got to be ready for it. I'm with you. I think that it's unlikely they make the move up, right? Because you're not making a move up for Bijan. They love the draft. Yeah. And, and, and to, to give up, to your point, when we did the exercise yesterday, you're having to overpay. You're having to give up an extra fourth to make the points work, to be up to be able to get up and get there. Like Jalen Carter, for me, that might be the only player that I would really do it for. So like, you would consider I, it at 18 if you could get there? I definitely there. would, because I think he's the best player in the draft, and, and would, I think he's going to help your, the entire defense. That would take either your third... Probably your third and your fourth yeah. to get there is probably, and that that even point wise is even you're shorted. A and it hurts, right? It hurts. It but if you're able to get a guy that, in, if on my board he's number one, mm-hmm. you can go up and get him at 18, and think about how that's going to impact the rest of your defense. It's keeping your linebackers clean now, right? He's able to get you pressure from the middle. That's what makes him different from a Jordan Davis, who was a freak show from. He's a two-down player, yeah. Right, Jalen Carter can be a three-down player. Right, he's a guy that can. Stop Stop the run for you. He's a force in the middle. He can get pressure from the middle of the pocket as well. And to me, he's a guy that's going to impact every single level behind him in your defense to where I see it being worth it to move up and getting a player of that caliber. I have a question. Yes. Is there a, is there a possibility that there is an, an, an edge that if they fell, if they fell, you would be willing to trade up for? I'll ask you this question back to you there, miss. <laughs> you, you're so petty. What? I love I'm not. No, this. the question back. 
Do you feel like that they're good at defensive end right now with who they currently have on the rock? And I and, it, and it's almost like a trick question because there's a couple of one year guys on contracts. That's there. what I was doing. I was carrying the two. I was doing the math. <laughs> um, well, because you saw the emergence of Sam Williams, they right? Brought back Dante Fowler, right? You got maybe a couple more years of Tank. You got Armstrong a for a level. year, right? You got yep. Armstrong, but Armstrong is a not one dimensional, but I, he's yeah. he's in that he's that tweener. Barnacles, are, are you considering Micah Parsons as an edge at this point? See, I that's am. that's the question. You, that now you now yeah. yeah yes because are you now looking for someone to pair Michael? With? We used to say, is there someone to pair Tank, Tank with? with. Yeah. Are we looking for someone to pair Michael with, or yeah. is it just? Let's see. How good do you feel about all those guys that you just ran I, through? I think you could get. I think you could get help. At edge. Okay. Perfect. So you're in. You're in on edge. Barnacles. I don't know about. I don't. I don't know about in the first round. I'm in on it, man. If there's it that good of a player, though. It depends on who the player is. Yes. That's what we're 100%. talking about. We'll talk about one of your because, top guys. Because name, name your top three guys. My top three guys. Top three edge rushers. At, at edge rush. Okay. Yeah. So it would be. Um, I said. So Probably Wilson Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Will Will Anderson. Okay. Uh, of course. Um, Alabama. Alabama. My bad. Question uh, is, who's your third? Barnacles, that's the hard thing. Is it Nolan because... Smith? Is it Miles Murphy? Which one is yours, Zach? Murphy is, to me, the better all-around player okay. than Nolan Smith. But I think Nolan, Nolan Smith the... has some Micah Parsons in him. Exactly. Yeah. I, was, okay. I, was I think he's that. a better pass rusher. I love Miles Murphy. I think he's getting undervalued in this yeah. entire process. I see him sliding. Like, he slid in our mock draft. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Miles Murphy's a hell of a player. I love him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a stud. But In the Tannenbaum draft, Nolan Smith was picked after you were picked. I would have taken Nolan Smith. I would have too. Uh, and Nolan Smith, the guy, and, and, he, and he took the tight end Mayor because because Kincaid was gone. Yeah. So he took the he took the tight end from Notre Dame at twenty six. Nah, don't panic like that. Give me give me Nolan Nolan I'd Smith and let's ride. Like yeah. I don't think you can ever have enough enough edge rushers. I said this yesterday on the show. You did. It's to, to me like I get it. Your your roster right now. You're not you're not screaming for help at the position. You're okay. Six months from now, how are we going to be feeling about that tank? I mean, I love Demarcus Lawrence. I don't think he's ever gotten enough credit, much mm-hmm. like a Tyron Crawford when he was here for the, for the player that he played is. all those positions. When it comes to just being a well-rounded, yeah, like to be Tyler Smith stud. Yeah, uh, uh, amen. <laughs> oh, no. But if you can get a guy like Nolan Smith, and there's some other guys that I like. I mean, I, I think BJ Ojolari doesn't get talked about enough. I'm a big Ooh, fan of his. I like him too. At LSU. LSU as well. If you wanted to wait, you could take. I mean, I, I, I've talked about Felix uh, Uzoma. From Kansas State, I, I think like him she's a lot. talking about. A, I think she's I talking about an edge at twenty six. I was about to say, can you? Nolan go Smith ahead? would be the only guy. If if Will McDonald's there, you think somebody gonna act the fool for him? You think somebody at twenty six? It would be, it would be DQ. It, that's what I was, that's what I'm It'd be saying. Dan like, standing on the table. Are you saying, are you are you telling us something we need to know over no, there? No, I'm as, I'm saying that you, I, were, you live in this building too. No, I'm just <laughs> I'm saying that with Edge in particular, I also think that Chauncey Golston has changed some of this conversation because Chauncey was brought in to be Inside. an Edge, but mm-hmm. I think it's we saw him do some of yeah. his best work. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you lose at Iowa. You saw that too. Absolutely. So yeah. you lose. Some depth there, right. or some of that plan is being shifted. So I don't know. I'm just saying, like, also so much of the Cowboys' identity this past year right, me, was, hey, we can rush the pass. All right, oh, trade yeah. back. If we trade back, and I'm not trading out of the, th- I'm not trading out of the first round. But you trade back, say, trade you're trading to Kansas City or somebody like that. I mean, it's last pick of the thing. Are you trading back? Is your trade back guy McDonald? I would do that. 
I wouldn't be mad. I think McDonald is number thirty three right now on my board. Yeah, he's climbing. So that would be perfect. Because for me. when you talk about mm. the, the 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 Micah would be. and yeah. pairing him with him, like yeah, Andy's coachable and all that stuff. I, I just I think there's a possibility that Edge, like you just talked about, the depth looks good, mm-hmm. but but we don't know. You'd be comfortable taking him at twenty six. You play too much, Brian. Yeah, sure. Why not? Like at this point. Because he's, I mean, he's he's in the early second round with a lot of people. A lot yeah. of people. Like, no, I don't. I mean, I, I I like what you're doing. He there. also fits. I just wanted he to does. see. I, I just he, wanted to see how much yeah. you like the player, and yeah. you obviously like the player. No, and he's a good player. I do. The thing about that scenario is, like you said, it that's Dan Quinn standing on the table and yeah. saying, "I've done my job. My defense is badass. Go get me one more guy." That's what I'm saying. And that's that's what he said. And I don't think it would happen if they had options offensively at 26. Mm-hmm. But if they're wiped off, wiped out at offense 26, there's no more receivers. Those tight ends are off the board. They're they're not comfortable with these offensive linemen. And then Dan Quinn's standing on the table in the war room saying, "Go get me right. Will McDonald. Okay, or go get me one of these other edge rushers." Yes. Okay, let me ask you this question: Where do you guys feel? Okay, Sanders, linebacker, Al, uh, Arkansas, or Will McDonald? I think Drew Sanders is better. I have, I have Sanders as a first-round grade. McDonald for me, man. I know people people love him. You're scout across the table. I didn't like him when look, I watched him. Look across him. your table, two feet from you. You don't like McDonald? Or I you didn't don't like, love him. Yeah. I really didn't. <laughs> Let me go find my notes on Drew Sanders since you want a box. I didn't. Ooh, let's go. I didn't love Will McDonald. You know, it, t- what didn't you like about him? Oh, McDonald. My, my, my notes are bad. I don't really even want to read them here. No, read them. Say it with your chest. Well, Looks the part with his size, but just underwhelming when I watched him against K-State. He gets blocked by a tight end or a fullback at times. Struggles to get off blocks. Hops around in the backfield when he has a chance to make plays versus the run. Doesn't finish plays. He can work his hands well sometimes to get around tackles, which resulted in a forced fumble. You can see upside, which is why scouts like him, but I don't see a ton of production on film for me. He can shoot off the ball quickly when he wants to. He's just not an, a consistent football player where were, you, where were you watching him at like where was he playing at he was playing at edge he was playing at edge yeah I, it like, like he, a stand-up outside linebacker and you think that drew sanders is more of i i think i just what, thought drew sanders w- may had more production made more plays when i watched him mm-hmm. and you, you can i mean much like with micah you you saw at least him at arkansas rush the passer but I think he's a true off-ball linebacker. Like I don't think I would compare these two because I think you're going to play Drew Sanders. As I was linebacker. just asking That's what I was you. About to say. I was asking you the only reason because Drew Sanders does have the ability to rush. He does, yes, but he does. has the ability to play linebacker. Right. That's the only reason why I was trying to. Will McDonald. I. I. I see some of the things, mm-hmm. and I could be so wrong. On no, that. no, 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 right. no, no, no. Hey, I never. I will never. I will never fight. I mean, I'll fight, but I won't. <laughs> if you, as long as you're watching the tape, I, I have no problem with what you're saying. But the thing about it is, I think this guy can. The better he, the better he plays on the move, the better chance he's got. Agreed. Absolutely. Because I think the lack there's there's a lot of bend to his game. The bulk bothers me. Mm-hmm. The lack of the bulk mm-hmm. bothers me. But you could say the same thing about Nolan Smith. Oh sure, you know he's, you could say the same. Skinny. They're both finesse, same. bendy, long, lanky guys. Right. Like, that's the kind guy of their I could be wrong about is, and I asked you about Sanders because there's people that like. We did that thing the other day on the radio where uh, Yard Barker did a thing pro comparisons, and they put Drew Sanders and Micah Parsons. And we all looked at each other like, whoa, because we all see what Micah, but but Drew Sanders does play linebacker and he does rush the passer. And that's why, though. But to to me, personally, I think that's the only reason why there's there's the comp. I don't see 
similarities in their game. Not at all. Personally, mm-hmm. I no, see, I, I, yeah, I don't see the same explosiveness. I don't see the same. But it, see, it you're will, not wrong. But will, but but with Will McDonald though, he's a pass rusher. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's a true pass rusher, He's unlike a pass Drew. Rusher. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like what you want. What you want, what do you need, what are you looking for, whatever. But, I mean, okay, I see you. <laughs> I, we're here. I All got right. you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, what the great thing about it is someone will remind you on Twitter during the season. Oh, I know they will. Oh, yeah. Whether hey, it works or not. If the Cowboys <laughs> take him and Dan Quinn, he went and worked him out there at yeah. Iowa State. That's if good. he decides, look, that's my dude, I love him, I'm not going to be upset about it because I trust Dan Quinn. He saw something that he likes. And you can see the upside, the physical traits with Will McDonald. I just didn't it didn't stand out to me when I watched him when it comes to just production. I need to watch I need to watch the Kansas State tape because I watched him against Baylor, Oklahoma, TCU, and Texas Tech. And I I, I saw, like you said, I see the lack of power. He needs yeah. to add power to his game because he is a finesse rusher. But like you're saying Kansas State kind of kicked him around a little bit. Yeah, it's just I need to go like, watch Kansas State. You shouldn't State. be getting blocked by I some of these guys, man. I didn't think he got kicked around by any of those teams that I named. And I I mean I watched those games specifically because I thought they had good offensive linemen. Uh Interesting, interesting topics. I ah. like it. <laughs> Drew Sanders. I mean, you have a good point because you, you, you're talking about this comparison between Micah Parsons and Drew Sanders and yeah. what was compared yeah. on on TV or wherever that Yard was. Barker, yeah, that's what it was. And if if Drew Sanders was Micah Parsons, he wouldn't have never left Nick Saban's grasp. He would have never left Alabama, Alabama, but he went to Arkansas, and that's where he found some success. That's where he found it. If he was Micah Parsons, somebody would have found a way. Man, to there's use a lot. Him. Of, there's a lot of players that have transferred that. That they've gone on because you know they just had Joe Burrow, Bill well, really Levis if, I agree. If, from Penn if, State. If, if Ryan Day would have known yeah. that Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow, I don't think he would have let him out of that that room either. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just an interesting thought process. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. I don't know if we're going to have time for our mocks, our dueling mocks. We may Carry have to do that tomorrow. Uh, but we'll be back with more of the draft show right after this. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star? 
and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite. Get ready to welcome a new draft class with the 2023 New Era Draft Hats. Grab yours at the nearest pro shop or log on to DallasCowboys.com, a fanatics experience. I like the draft hats this year. They look clean, very nicely done. All right, final segment here with Brian Broda, Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Okay. I want to do some tell me more because we were originally going to do dueling mock drafts, but we instead decided to fight about Will McDonald and Drew Sanders. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. It's a good discussion. I love that discussion. That's why we let it roll. Uh, but we'll we'll do dueling mock drafts tomorrow. We'll start it off. We'll get Perfect. Bobby back in here, too. We'll, we'll really do it up big. We'll start it off for tomorrow's show with uh, dueling mock drafts. All right. Tell me more about your guy that you mentioned earlier, Jared Patterson out of Notre Dame. Zach Wolchuk. I'm going to go through some of these interior offensive linemen that we haven't talked about that are probably day two or early day three guys. I thought Patterson, when I when I watched him overall, I, I mentioned, right, you've got the Notre Dame connections. I think Notre Dame produces good talent. But specifically, I like the versatility. He can play both guard and center. I, I thought he has a wide base, but he plays with good leverage and technique. Rarely loses position. Will drive and get knocked back in the run game. Works the combo blocks really well at both spots. Can get to the second level. Not the fastest guy getting out in space, but he shows enough athleticism to be able to pull if needed. Overall, I thought he was just really consistent. Love the position flex, as I mentioned. I would take him in the third round, and I'd be very happy with it, and I think you have a future starter. Okay. I think his feet aren't as quick as his eyes, and that's a problem for Top me. heavy? Yeah. Well, not top heavy. When, you, when I say that, I mean... He sees it, but his feet don't allow him to yeah. to get over I see and, what you're and, saying and there. make that happen. So, I think to me, you know, his punch, his timing, the, the his arm length is really below standard. That's so, what, what you say, you see guys get right on top of him, and I worry about that a little bit. He's got to work the hands faster than his feet. I mean, the bend, the leg drive. I there's some things about him when he he lacks, I think, some impact as a blocker. The longer he has to go in that block, so I, you know, six five, three oh six. I just think the short arms give him problems, and and but like I say, I think his lack of lateral slide too hurts him hmm. when he has to like the twist stunts and stuff. He's trying to get there, and now oh the guy's on him, and now he's having to fight to get in front of the guy. And he can't quite get there. I, I don't have him as high as you. Uh, I have him in the fifth round myself. Wow, okay. Fifth rounder, okay. What do you think, Aisha? What about him? Yeah. I haven't watched him. Oh, oh you haven't watched sorry. him yet? And okay. I'm not going to lie to y'all about it. So. Yeah. yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go check him out tonight, though. But I did... Well, you gave us a couple we need to watch. So. Yeah, no yeah this is good. We'll, we'll, we'll exchange here. <laughs> yeah. I glanced at him, and I look, and that's one thing that I did notice. Yeah. Very quickly, the time that I did mm-hmm. glance at him was like, oh, his, his re- I call it reach. Yeah. I don't know if that's right, yeah. but I was yeah. just like, oh, his reach ain't that great. No, he yeah, he's short arms. arms. Yeah, he's not going to be able to extend out there yeah. and, and to, well, to reach be, and scoop and get a guy. Well, you got to be able to. You got to be able at center because you're at a disadvantage too. Is that you got to play with your offhand quick, and if you don't play with your offhand quick, and guys get on your shoulder. And then now they're moving on you, and I just didn't see that slide. Right. I didn't like him 
as projecting as a center personally. Yeah. Oh, I think he's going to be a guard. Okay. Yeah, I would that, play that, him at guard, not makes center. Sense. Makes sense. See, and I, yeah, I think I would probably do. There's the better centers than him. I don't like his pad height. I, I think he's he's very high he's off the line short. of scrimmage. Oh. Like no no that's not well right. he's six five yeah so, I mean, no he's, he's not he's not, not short, short but but I, I see what you're short arms, arms are short yeah, arm, yeah. yeah I don't like the way he plays straight up with his chest and his hands he's got good hands but they're moving too much for him to really set and, right. and reset so I just I didn't love a ton of that so the hands and the feet just didn't match to me kind of Brian was talking about the feet a moment ago tell me about Luke Weipler out of Ohio State this is another guy probably as a center. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think this guy, to me, it's it, he's a very square player. And, I mean, square the way he's built. And he's really – now, he's the opposite of what we just talked about at Notre Dame. You know, he's quick to help guards. He's, yeah. When he's uncovered, you see him kind of – he understands where the blitz is coming from, and then, boom, he's over in that area. He, he's kind of got a wide base to him, but he's still able to adjust. Usually the wider your base, mm-hmm. the harder it is for you to move and to slide. And so guys get a wild, wide bases because they're not strong enough, and they take guys on, and they're trying to anchor down. Or as I used to like to say, drop that ass. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it, but that's what that's that, that's kind of where I think with Weipler <laughs> is that you know I thought he might get knocked around some, but he doesn't. I mean, he's able to keep his position. He's able to keep the contact, and he he tends to keep that defender close to him because he's mm-hmm. grabbing, he's holding, and he's kind of like dancing with the guy a little bit. I like the way this kid plays on his feet. I, I didn't see him on the ground at all, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's pretty impressive about him. Uh, where would I have him on my board? I think that when you're talking about the centers and stuff like that, I had him in the third round is where I had him. Yeah, he's on the – if I'm not mistaken, he was on the Giants radar a yep. little bit. Yeah. Um, but I, to your point, that was what I wrote down about him. Yeah. I. I wrote sustained, which yeah. don't make no sense to y'all, but to me, that lets me know he can sus- sustain yeah. a lot. Yes, absolutely. I call him the judge. Yeah. I gotta have nicknames so I can remember. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I like, yeah, it. like Judge Whitepoint. But well, no, like, yeah, once he gets his hands on you, yeah. it's he's hard. He's hard to, hard to shake, and yeah. I, and that surprised me as well because I feel like with some of these guys that – I feel like in, a, in this draft there are quite a few guys that have the long arms and right. stuff like that. So for him to be able to sustain after taking on the impact of contact, I was that was important to me with a guy with his length. Sure. Yeah, I, I thought he was good in both pass and run blocking. Mm. Like, to me, he was one of the better all-around yeah. interior linemen that we studied. Uh, personally, I've got him as my number three center. I could see yeah. him being the second guy. I have him but as two. I've got the, the Michigan cat ahead of him. I, I really just loved what I saw from, from Oluwatimi, and I watched him very recently last night. To be, uh, to, 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 be, to, to make be, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just to double double check that. But I was impressed. Ohio State's got three really good linemen in yeah. this yeah. draft with Dewan Jones and then Paris Johnson, who I think is the best tackle. There's a reason why they were playing in the college football playoff this year. Yeah, I had Wipler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I had Wipler way down the board, not way down the board, but I had him at like four or five on my center list. And then I went back and watched him again while I was writing the magazine. And I I love his quickness off the snap. Sure, man. he's got some good burst. He gets up in there and he's. He's not afraid to to push back and finish, too. That was the biggest thing for me. Uh, one more guy. This is sticking with the center. How about Joe Tipman out Ooh. of Wisconsin? Ooh. You Ooh. like him? I watched him last night. No, I just watched him last night. Oh, you watched him. Go for okay. it. Go for um, it. So I said he has a strong lower half. He has lots of play strength. Uh, Brian. 
Uh, yeah, I know. His hands can be out of place sometimes, though. I think he finishes blocks well, but he's inconsistent with his mechanics. Sometimes he kind of reminds. It's so funny because Tyler is the first. Tyler Smith is the first offensive lineman I think I watched in depth. So a lot of the time when I'm watching guys that have a similar build to him, mm-hmm. I'm looking for the similarities. And so um, he'll get. He'll also get caught like leaning. Yes. Leave his chest open. Gets twisted. Which I don't like. He lives off of the fact that he can recover. And that's something that I think Tyler also used to do, too. He had the strength mm. to recover. So sometimes the point of contact wasn't always good with Tyler last. Like when he – his rookie – well, that's rookie year. But uh, at Tulsa. But when he got here, that's something that he worked on. I, I – um, he can replace his hands, regroup after the punch and stuff, but that's something that I think he needs to work on. Other than that, though, I feel like, obviously, his anchor is good. Um, he has all the play strength to get to the second level. I just was worried about it's the finishing blocks and the initial point-of-contact mechanics that I think he needs to work on, and I hope that's the right way to say Man, I tell that. You, the young scout got it right. <laughs> yeah, She yes. friggin' nailed this guy. I mean, you, you copying my work over here, young lady. <laughs> No, she's absolutely right. Everything she said about the players, absolutely true. I mean, mm-hmm. at point to point with the notes and stuff like that. Sorry about the watch going off there, guys. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, th- this guy, I, I worry about this guy with large and big defenders can maybe give this guy some problems. Yep. And he's a big guy. He's 6'6", six, six, he's 313, and he doesn't always play like that. No. But she, great job. You got yeah. him nailed. I, I agree with you, Brian. My first line on him was he gets stood up at the line by bigger defensive tackles yeah. and won't get a lot of movement. The only thing that, that annoyed me watching him <laughs> is I did think he was – ground guy did end up on the ground yeah. a little bit and that's what kind that's of one of your me. one of your pet or your uh, what was yeah it? if I, you're a lineman on the ground you peeves. got problems i didn't yeah. i didn't love but there, there are a lot of things to to like him because he is overall very consistent i thought as well he just fits one of your deal. biases that's what, that was yeah. what i was looking for he looks like he looks like a I mean, a, a center or, or I mean, a like guard. a badger. He just looks, he looks, <laughs> a lot of these guys just look the part. And so yeah. when, with looking the part, it's easier. It, I mean, you're drawn to them because they look the part. But then when you start looking within like what they do well and stuff, you're like, oh, well, honey. <laughs> Get off the ground, baby. Get up, please. Like, you're better than this. Come on. What Put are you doing? Together. Find some pride. I could see myself sitting in a room in a college and going, baby, get off the ground. <laughs> Honey, please. Get up. Get on your feet. I, just, I learned oh, something today. Yeah, baby, get off the ground. And you also learned that Brian's got a clip that we're going to have that cut of him saying, drop that ass. Drop so, that ass. Yeah. yeah, so she turned it into a drop, song. <laughs> All right. For Chris Beam, for Brian Broaddus, for Zach Wolchuk, Aisha Morrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you tomorrow doing mock drafts when we come back with more of the draft show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!